Hi again, mamas. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Made Fulfilled podcast. Yes, this is still in line with our celebration, the International Women's Month, which is why we are on to another mompowering episode today. Now, from another very empowered mompreneur. This episode I did two years ago over at Facebook Live. This was the second Facebook Live that I did, so no judging please. You might notice my voice sounds shaky and nervous from time to time. But even then, even if this was my second Facebook Live and I was clueless as to what I was doing before, I still wanted to share this episode to all of you, imperfections and all, because it is really truly inspiring. Our guest here is one of my very, very best friends, and she's actually the valedictorian of our batch. How she transitioned from being top of the corporate world to running her own weaving apparel business, impacting so many Philippine lives and culture, her mindset, the challenges that she had, and how she overcame that, all of that you will learn from her inside this episode. So if you are a working mom at the moment, also in the corporate world, and you might be thinking that you want to start a business. What kind of business? Where should you start? What are the usual challenges that you go through? How about the mindset that you should have? All of that you will learn from our very special guests and one of my very best friends. So stay tuned, Mama. We will be talking about that inside. Welcome to the Mompreneur Made Fulfilled podcast where you will learn how to build a thriving business alongside a God-centered marriage and motherhood. I'm Dr. Jack Bacaltos, child of God, wife of an awesome surgeon, mom to two boys, pediatrician turned full-day mom turned mompreneur. I believe that God placed where you are for a reason. And if that is being a mom, then bless you, you have a big purpose. But what if you're a mom yet you also hold dreams in your heart, say building a business perhaps? Yes, God placed those dreams in your heart too. In this podcast, you will be empowered and be equipped with business skills, mindset shifts, and faith stories to help you grow your business while being intentional in marriage and motherhood. If you're ready to truly have a faith-filled and fulfilled mompreneur life, then grab a cup of coffee or tea or just prop your feet up for a while and uh-oh, here's my little boy, Kael. Hello, I'm Kael. I help my mom to get inspired, chase big dreams, and something's near. Listen to mommy's podcast and enjoy the show. <laughs> what he said. There you go. Let's dive in. Thank you for having me, Uber. This is something really new for me. <laughs> I told you earlier, I'm very shy. I'd rather do email <laughs> email interviews rather than um, than this live FB live thing. But I'm happy to also okay. share what I have learned from other people because I've learned so much from other people as well, from other entrepreneurs. Yeah, I'm such a big fan. I attended like mga go negosyo um, seminars. I attended webinars. I talk. I'm really nanning. Wow. <laughs> I'm really nanning. I I really learned, and there were like there are so many other women. There are so many other entrepreneurs. Who like we've been really helpful there's this entrepreneur zara Juan. she's a brand she's a designer and i'm such a big fan i adore her i love her and always i remember what she says that i always ask her she's why she's so generous with her insights with sharing with tips or ideas everything and she told me because there's so much to go around it's a way of paying it forward sharing your what you learned so 
yeah. in a way I, I'm doing that as well how I'm not an expert but I hope all your viewers will learn a saying or two from my own experience my own journey we always do we always do in any journey any mompreneurial journey I would always learn from them even for those you know, who were just starting or for those who are in it for 20 years or 10 years, we always have something to learn. Yay! We want to know, Paul, about yourself, you know, your story. I mean, what was it like at the beginning? What made you leave from the corporate world? Just like I said, it's not easy. And into the world of entrepreneurship. I'll try to make it quick. I never, I didn't have any like concrete plans in, in terms of when I at this age or this X number of years, I have planned my own business. I think I'd like to think it was it's the universe way of like conspiring of things coming together. So it was around 2016 when when my last corporate job where there were changes. So I had to move forward. I had to move on, and I thought of taking a break because I've been working for how many years already, and I thought I'd, I'd take a break. I just had a kid then, like a one-year-old kid. I'd like to be more present for, for the second child. So I thought, okay, I'll try to do business. And honestly, it was becoming a bit stressful also of, you know, the daily. It's so fast-paced here in Manila. I'm based in Manila right now. Although I love it. I, I love, I, I'm such a city person. I love the, the craziness, the business of the city. But during that time, I just felt that, okay, I'll give it a try. I'll, I'll try to take a break. I'll, you know, I'll see what I can do. So I've been doing freelance writing and consulting. So I thought I could do more of that during that time. So it was really unplanned. It was, it was everything, my, my entrepreneurial journey, I'd like to, I always say was, was unplanned. It was all a series of fortunate events and incidents. Wow. But just the same, it's very, it was very hard. It remains to be challenging as of now. How did you able to start? Why the weaving business? No, it's a, it, like you said a while ago, we weren't live yet. It's really a social enterprise. It's more on the giving part. How did you decide to go into that weaving business? Has it always been your passion, your interest? Or were you always knowledgeable about that? Well, number one, I wouldn't want to call Malinkat a social enterprise for the reason that we haven't checked all the boxes yet to be a social enterprise. But funny enough, we rejoined the BTIC social enterprise program and competition last year. And fortunately and thankfully, we, we were one of the finalists. But still, up until now, I would still say that Malinkat is a cost-driven brand. There is an advocacy at the heart of the brand. It's not all profit. The business is not driven purely by profit. Although, yes, it is still important. We have to be sustainable. But really at the heart of our, the heart of the brand is an advocacy of promoting local traditions, specifically weaving traditions. Now, why weaving? Well, it's more of, I've always been a fan of local. Growing up, I've always been a fan of local. Whenever I see something or, you know, there's a new group, anything, it's a local like I would like rave about it to friends. Mm-hmm. So I think that did come as a surprise that any business that I will do would be something that has to do with local. But why weaves? Well, I've I grown up surrounded with weaves. I'm also like, you know, yeah. on my father's side. So the Talsuits of one of the most beautiful weaves. We have the Talsuits of one of the most beautiful weaving traditions in the Philippines. We have one of the most beautiful fabrics. And then also in Iligan, you know, we, we have Maranao friends and yeah. relatives. So I, I 
it was a bit I was exposed to it, but I mentioned nga this to another in another interview na before it was just oh, beautiful tela, but I didn't really see the, the value. Or for me, I just took it for granted because something that I saw growing up. But in the recent years, parang wow, here especially in Metro Manila, the mm-hmm. weaves they're very high value. I mean, others yeah. are a bit too expensive for my taste. So weaves why weaves and then there's a story about it i call it the table runner story so i go to lots of trade fairs exhibitions whenever i can bazaars and in one trade fair i met a weaver a hand weaver so i was looking for a table runner because like there's not a decent table runner that you can find there's so many placemats and all and posters but table runners are so hard to find so I went to this trade fair, I met the weaver, and then I saw those weaves, and she said she was selling them as table runners. So I bought. Wow, perfect. Then I, I talked with her, I kept in touch with her, and I said, whenever I'm in their area, in the Mwanga or Basilan, I'd make sure to visit. Ah, uh, she was from Mindanao. Yes, she was ah, from Mindanao. I see. Okay. And then, that year also, we had a family reunion on my father's side in the Mwanga. So it was very timely. So after a few months, I went to Zamwanga. We had a family reunion there, and I brought all of my cousins, <laughs> Baba, <laughs> to the Yakan Weaving Center. Oh. And it was super fun because some of my cousins, even they haven't, who are from that area, they haven't been to that to the Yakan Weaving Center in, in Zamboanga. Oh. So I met the weaver there that they met, at the Angie, and then she introduced me to her pamangkin, her niece. And then, so I got her number, we started talking like back to Manila, parang. Okay, Ate, let's do something together. I don't know how, but you know, let's let's make it happen. So it was just like a decision right there and then. Uh, I want to do something with you guys. I want to do something with the weaves. I don't know how, but I'm sure let's just make it happen. So that's how the story started. And then from there, we were kept in touch. So it's just the relationship and the, the business evolved from there. Like I joined bazaars. It started with the table runner, essentially. <laughs> I love what you said about, you know, you didn't know how at first. Because a lot of these startup mompreneurs that I've been able to interview or I've been able to talk to, we really don't know like, we don't have like concrete plan or strategy how to do it exactly. But you had that very strong desire or intuition or why, I don't know what you call it, but was it like that for you as well? I join a lot of talks, seminars, webinars. You know, I'm, I'm thirsty for knowledge. Continuous learning is such an important part of being an entrepreneur, whatever industry you are. So I joined this Get, get, get Blistified project by uh, a life coach, mm-hmm. Kimi Lu and <clears throat> Martin De Luna. And the purpose of Deminer is to find your passion project. Mm-hmm. And that was a time that I was out of corporate. I was figuring out you know, what, what to do and I said I wanted to do some writing stuff, to write professionally. I want to work on, on my, my writing side hustle. So, but when I joined that, and then they asked us to write, picture your future. You're, you're wow. writing in a, yeah. you're writing a, you know, on a piece of paper, like what, what do you want to be or what business do you want to be or to have in the future? And I still have that photo on my phone. It says, I want to be a social entrepreneur. Uh-huh. something to do that I want to be a social entrepreneur that promotes local traditions and sells locally made quality made locally uh, local products for the home and, and for you something like that you know I, I don't remember the exact words and then I just realized I think 
you know, when you think of something and you really like internalize it, I think you make it, it's so new age. <laughs> you make it your, your, your reality. And yeah. I always look back on that picture. And that was what, more almost four years ago. So There's so much similarity with people I interview or the moms I interview. It exactly starts with that. You envision that idea, finding your passion. I mean, it's really, wow, such a nice story. Oh, di ba? We've, been, we've known each other for 30 years. But I didn't know. Because when we get together, we don't talk about this stuff. We talk about, of course, about, you know, mga... It's, it's more lighthearted. We have our professional faith. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know about that, but that's a really great story. Frau, for every entrepreneur, when you start, there's always challenges, right? Na I mean, yeah, definitely. It's never an easy start. It's never an easy road. But what were what was it like for you, you know, especially like really start up? The reason also why I was able to start was really when I, I mentioned I got out of corporate, right? So I got something when I left corporate and I used that money. To All of it or no? All of it ba? Start or... cut? No, no, definitely not. Because oh. no. I was just testing the waters. Eh, I yeah. There are several challenges when you start. I think number one is some people might doubt you. They will question your choices or your choice. Being Having a regular, stable job, getting like salary at 15th or 30th of the month. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But you know, I, I showed the, I went the other way. But, and I understand it's out of concern for you also. So I don't take it against those people who doubts. Another one would be, especially for me, I, I don't come from a family of other business people. So I really had to figure it out on my own. I really had to figure it out on my own. I had to do lots of Google. Another thing would be also the financial aspect of it, like bookkeeping and all those pricing. Yeah. I have to research. I'm not the I'm not the smartest person when it comes to figures, admittedly. And oh, up here. I had a appear. I had really challenges about it. Even until now, it doesn't come easily to me. You know, all these figures, pricing, percentage, and all that. But so those were the earlier challenges. And also, you'll have your doubts. Yeah. You know, am I on the right path? Is this really wise? Am I, you know, do I have my head in the clouds? Is this like face? I, I think I'm too old to be moving <laughs> through a face. Oh, oh, you know, yeah. but so the challenges will always be there. But what helped me a lot, really, sticking to it, Despite all the you know all the challenges, all the like the money lost, like I lost money as well. Like I mentioned earlier, yeah, and a bazaar. Yeah, <laughs> I you tell them more about that. Yeah, I had a bazaar. <laughs> I think it was my second bazaar. The first one didn't go so well, but they probably lost money with that too. <laughs> and then the second one it was December, so it was buying season. Because in Bonifacio High School, so I was so happy because I find wow, people appreciated the weaves. You know, I really take time to tell the clients or potential customers about about the fabric, where it came from. It's also one of the things, I just like seeing it, it's also one of the things why I like to learn about the weaves, the traditions, everything, because I want to pass it on to customers so that they know the value of that fabric that they have. It can be just a small, they will cherish it. Because that's also the goal of the brand. It's really to promote our weaving traditions and to have for Filipinos a better appreciation of weaves. It's not just one costume on yeah. <laughs> the event day or whatever. Uh-huh. Right? 
Um, so th- th- that's also a very conscious decision. Yeah, I would really man all the bazaars. Even until now, the few bazaars that we continue to do now, I am in there. Because I love talking to people. I love yes. telling them about the tea. Oh, that's one going thing about Paul that story. I know. <laughs> yeah, then going back to that story. So there was this, this lady and she wanted to buy so many because it for for her family in the States. So Balikbayan, and it's like really a good um, present, present for, for OSWs, Balikbayan. So she bought plenty and then she was asking me, talaga, oh, Iha. Discount ko, ha? Oh, iha, ang dami ko nang nabilis. Ay, oh. <laughs> my, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, so much. Oh, oh. overwhelmed din. Oh. Yeah, overwhelmed ko. And oh. then, so, top of mind, I said like, okay, 10% off or 15% or whatever and then free. I gave so many freebies. Because at the end of the day, when I was computing, OMG, I gave it to her at, perhaps at cost. And... <laughs> <laughs> Because I wasn't ready for those that, you know, if yeah. your pricing is like this. So, but, you know, I didn't lose money with that particular bazaar because it was December season, but yeah. it was buying season. But I could have earned more to put back into the brand. So, so those are the challenges. And even now, and until now, I, ha- I have those challenges. I'm saying that, oh, I made money from this bazaar. And then when Ian does the computation, no, you did not earn money. <laughs> you didn't make money. <laughs> Lessons learned by the next time, maybe on your 10th bazaar or your 20th bazaar, you'd really an expert on, on yeah, the- on pricing, on percentage. If you want the discount, okay, yes, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have that table like, oh. <laughs> for this quantity. Okay, you can get this one, this one. So, para I don't, I'm not caught off guard. Yes, how are you doing at the moment? With your with regards um, to business, well, to be honest, it has been practically zero zero sales for us mm-hmm. since the uh, ECQ. But we were hoping. Well, it's always like the trend: January, February, it's really low sales. Right? Yes. After yeah. December, so yeah. we were hoping to pick up sales by March. We mm-hmm. we have products lined up to new products, new collections to be launched yeah. this summer. So, so you have yeah. to check it out, pala. So for yeah. everyone watching, you have to check it out. So well, from the very beginning, we've we've always been conscious that Malinkat is affordable. That that's also yeah. one of the advocacy of the brand. It's yeah. really to make local weaves affordable and accessible to yes. as many Filipinos. Very Just affordable. Handmade textiles are really expensive. It's not not everybody can buy it. I want every Filipino to be carrying a part of our woven heritage with us wherever we go. So let's like bring your heritage with you. That's why we make pieces that are really affordable. So we don't do wearables. We don't do clothes. So we're really very conscious about our pricing. And with the ECQ, it's been very, very hard. It's been challenging. We've had had interested um, customers, potential customers, but... Since we can't deliver, so you know, it's pre-order or they'll order after the ECQ. But the sales is really almost zero. But the bigger challenge for us is we have to continue. We have to ensure that our partners, our um, partner weavers, yeah. our partner sewers, continue to have a livelihood. Yeah. So even without orders, we're, we're still weaving. I'm still placing, I'm still asking them to leave this and that so that, you know, their livelihood is sustained. And then the, the part of how the brand, how we'll emerge from this, I just like, let's see Batman. 
but I think, naman, I'm, I'm positive that after this, things people would be more buy would be buying local. Yeah, I think would be helping boost local businesses. So yeah. I'm, you know, optimistic about that. But for now, my concern really is just to make sure that our partners yeah get yeah. uninterrupted income yeah. or livelihood. Yeah, but well, all businesses are actually naman, um, affected at the moment, but there's always a solution for that. And stay tuned for our online platforms with Maling Katweaves in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we were talking about it off cam, offline, offline, yeah. We were talking about it, how we can do it into online. I want to also ask you, what can you advise for the moms who are watching? Some of you, or probably most of you, are moms who are wants to start a business but you're afraid to start or you're having doubts about yourself about your skills or kaya kaya ko ba to? it always there's always that thought na kaya ko ba to? tama ba tong tama ba or ano ba talaga ang gagawin kong negosyo or business or something what can you advise a mom who wants to venture to business but is rather afraid to start or have having doubts about themselves you have to have got to you have to believe in yourself I think that's, that's such a big factor. You have to believe in yourself and whatever you know other people say, you have to have enough confidence in yourself, in your ability, and you believe in your idea, but at the same time, you do research first. Like, what's the viability of your business idea? Especially now, after ECQ, there, things won't be back to normal. I mean, it will be a new normal for us. So some of the things, I don't know how it will affect non-essentials, but definitely people will still be buying. But I think you just have to, you think, you know, you look at the lay of the land. So what would be needed? I think for, for moms who are thinking of going into business or starting a business after this, what would be needed after this, this pandemic? When this pandemic is over, what would people be looking for? What would be the priority? And then, so you really have to research, you really have to study supply chain management, but you know, to make it simple, but the intangibles, you yeah. really have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that you will see this idea through yeah. and then really be ready that whatever happens, you'll not give up because doing business is so hard. I always tell this to yeah. friends and you know, my family. When I was in corporate, I'll just like sit down. Yeah. And I just think there's somebody to do everything for me. Yeah. From my desk, I can do so many things without leaving my desk, right? Yeah. But when I started doing uh, this, I'm the delivery person, I'm the tahera, I'm the tendera, yeah. I'm, the, financial. I'm the utility, oh. I'm really, <laughs> the accountant. Yes, I'm super duper all around. Like oh, I would yeah. be up until morning prepping orders. Like I'm the secretary, as in... I told some friends, like, when I was working in corporate, I would just, like, okay, do this, do that, and then it will happen. But if you don't move in a day, if you don't do anything, then nothing will happen. So you have to be ready to really put in the work. You have to be ready to have sleepless nights, to really commit to it. I think it's really a commitment. If you think that business is easy, if you do something, if you sell something, money will just be coming into your bank account. Oh, my gosh. I think that's one of the myths. Of, of doing business it will eventually yes especially if you have a good business model if you have a good product you have good marketing you know it will eventually but in the beginning it's really really so hard so you have to stick to your guts i guess you have to stick to your guts and what helped also for me was and i learned this in one of the mentoring sessions at Etienne, was to write down why you're doing this i wrote down my personal why and i wrote down my business why 
because when things get really, really tough and rough, I go back to that piece of document. I really spent like hours, I think overnight, (laughs) writing that document, writing that piece of document. It is my personal why, my business why. My personal why and why I will continue doing business, why I'm doing this, because it's so easy to be back in corporate and earning way more. I'm not really earning from this one. For now. For now, yeah. Yeah. I I, I earn enough to... I earn enough, but most of it, I really try to build the business to support our communities and our partners. So I had to route down my personal why. And then I had to also write down our our business why, our brand why. Because yeah. it's so easy to be swayed by trends, yeah. by, by the demands of the market. Well, that's good. But for me, it's really like people have been asking me why I'm not making any clothes because it just does not match our brand why. We wanted accessible and affordable weaves. But to make clothes, it would be a bit expensive because obviously it just takes so much time and effort in making those. So so it really helps to write down the things so that when when you're having doubt or when the going gets tough, you just read that and like yeah. I really that's a literally ha huh? there were times I had to open it. I had to yes. open it and review it. I remember, I remember this time. You know, it comes back to you eh, why why you're doing this. So you really have to do that. You have to stick to your guts. You learn from people, you learn from your clients. You, I, I learned a lot from our partner weavers. I learned from our clients, from, from the entrepreneurs and the other entrepreneurs that have come before me. I joined all these training programs. Yeah. Um, I look for the free ones, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, I try to join uh, as many training programs as I can. And even though I've been here like a few years already, I still join the beginners. Yeah. entrepreneurship classes or what have you there's always a new thing to learn you really have to continuous learning process yeah i agree i super there was so many there was i said so many things so i'll just summarize it figure out your why your personal why your business why believe in yourself you really have to because it's you at the end of the day it's all about what you put into the business the commitment that you give to it you have to have grit you have to stick it out whatever happens like right now, sometimes I'm not perfect. There are times that I, you know, I just go back to corporate. I just think, you know, it's so easy. But when I think about it, I've already put in how many years and that was, I will quit now. When I go back now to corporate, it's just the same thing. I will never be satisfied. So you also have to find, I forgot pala, you have to, when you do something, don't do a business. Like for me, it applies to me personally. I'm not sure about the others. Don't do something just because it's uso or mm-hmm. it would make all your friends or your other people that you know are making money, out mm-hmm. great money from it. It's very important. It has something to be that you're really interested in. Mm-hmm. You're really interested in or you know you like it or you're passionate about. So you will, you're optimistic that things will get better. Yes. But after all those stuff, is it worth it for you, you know, leaping from the corporate to the entrepreneur world? Yes. Can I elaborate on that? Go, go, please. I don't know. There's a sense of fulfillment that I never got from working in corporate. So busy. When I was younger also, I, it was a TV production. It was an event. So I would be up awake for like up to 36 hours a day. And it was okay for me. 
And the pay was definitely was better when it was in corporate. But doing this thing, there's a different, I, I don't know how to explain it there, but there's a different sense of fulfillment. It's a different kind of rewarding. And primarily because for Malinkat, honestly, we're not doing it for the profit or for the income. We're committed to our advocacy. We're committed to our cause, which is, you know, championing our weaving traditions, our local indigenous weavers, especially from Muslim Mindanao. That was very close to me. Even the name Malinkat, I'd like to share, is the Tausug word. Mm-hmm. So it's a Tausug word that means beautiful. And in, in a way, it's an ode to my father, from to my late father. So Malinkat is a very, very personal thing for me. And Wow. I don't know. Yes, it's definitely worth it. And again, I get to spend more time with family. I get to see my second son, which I wasn't able to do before. So yeah. I think and that's really the stress also. I, I would say it's it's really worth it, especially with Metro Manila traffic. It's also one of the reasons why you have to do things yeah. for your mental health. All right. So thank you so much, Pao, for sharing your insights. We've learned a lot. And thank you. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you. And I hope your viewers had, you know, picked up a piece or two. Um, and I wish them all the best in their entrepreneurial journey. I mean, everybody can do it. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be the new not one of the new normal after this. And for for guys, if you want to see our beautiful weaves. We don't carry all the weaves because what we do is we really work directly with artisans from different communities. So we try, we establish a relationship with them, a partnership with them. So we do this by face. But our focus really is in Muslim Mindanao. Well, number one, I'm from Mindanao. Number two, I'm Muslim on my father's side. Um, special focus of the brand. So if you would want to see our selection of handwoven pieces for the home and some little things for you guys just visit our facebook and our instagram it's malinkat thank you so much for being here mama and if this gave value to you or has touched you in some ways please do go to itunes to subscribe and leave a review you will be blessing me so much do also take a screenshot when you do that and tag me at mompreneurmd in your instagram story so i can share you in my story too and perhaps this way, we will be blessing more moms like us. If you also want to be part of the Mompreneur tribe, do head on to Facebook and join the Mompreneurs Made Fulfilled community. I really, really hope to connect with you there. And as always, bring light and love with a fulfilled heart. Until the next one, mama.